This episode is brought to you by FX's The Veil, starring Elizabeth Moss. FX's The Veil is an international spy thriller that follows two women as they play a deadly game of truth and lies on the road from Istanbul to Paris and London. One woman has a secret, and the other has a mission to reveal it before thousands of lives are lost. FX's The Veil, now streaming, only on Hulu. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Hello and welcome to the Married at First Sight Rehap Up. I'm Asia and I am here to talk about the first part of the reunion of season 14 of Married at First Sight, of course. And I'm not here alone, of course. I'm here with my awesome co-host who I've done nothing but made his life better since he joined this podcast as my co-host. Um, and I nothing in my life has changed. Everything has been the same since he joined on. Um, it's my awesome co-host, Jason Reed. Jason, how are you? Hey, I'm good. I mean, it's funny you say that, right? Like, because I feel like ever since I came on the podcast, I've been giving you my Jason effect and my <laughs> Jason magic, you know? Did so, you I mean, write a I letter? Guess, yeah, I mean, I got, you know, I, I did have this prepared. I uh, <laughs> didn't want to, you know, I didn't want to read the whole thing. But yeah, just, so yeah. you, just to get the gist, I, I feel like I give you my Jason essence, my effect, and my magic, and I don't feel appreciated. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No. Yeah. What? Yeah. I mean, whatever. You know, <laughs> different levels of intellect here. It's okay. I feel like we're both giving each other the effect and magic. I think it's right. a mutually beneficial situation. Uh, exactly. You know, you help me, I help you. Yes. Yes. Exactly. You know. Um, no explosive I, triggers here, folks. Right. Exactly. It's just it's absurd. If in and for those of you who did not watch the reunion, we're not just full of ourselves. These are actual words <laughs> spoken by Lindsay. And I my mind is just blown from the words that came out of her mouth this episode. Those were actual words that fell out of her mouth <laughs> when she opened them. I can't believe I I couldn't believe it. My jaw was on the floor for most of their segment. Yes, uh, they save the best for last. That's for damn Honestly. sure. Uh, well, yeah, we'll we'll get to that. Oh, yes. boy. oh my gosh! But uh, just overall, did you enjoy the first part of the reunion? You know what? I enjoyed it. I, I feel like a lot of it was predictable. Um, but I I, I will say I enjoyed myself. Uh, I think mm. every couple had something really fun in their segment to really yes. talk about. Uh, so I'm excited to to go through it with you. Yes, I I agree. I no one was just a complete dud. There was definitely something that I was just like, oh shoot! It's like everyone was every couple was worth a discussion. Like at least one thing you could go talk to your friend about. And I'm I'm here talking to my friend about it. So exactly. Oh <laughs> my gosh, go. that's so nice. Uh, <laughs> you know, but we're just friends, Asia. Don't worry. You know, don't worry about it. Uh, <laughs> right. Like 
you know, and it's like we don't really we, we didn't have that boring couple that just like okay, I'm gonna say it. You know, Vinny and uh, oh my gosh, you know why am I? <laughs> Oh, Brianna, yeah, Vinny, Brianna, yeah, yeah, Brianna. Because I used to say Brianna and Vinny. I don't know why I said yeah, Vinny, but but you know they were boring, right? They were mm-hmm. successful, but they were boring. Yeah, it was even like, oh my gosh, they're getting a house. I had no yeah. idea. Even though Steve and Noy are boring, they still had like good stuff to talk about. Like the, yes, the we had sriracha. Yeah, I I I I did enjoy it, and I could see why it needed to be two parts because we were able to go so deep into each couple. And now, because there's so many cross couple, just the relationship—not romantic relationships, but just—I mean, things that happen. Yeah, that it, it is worth talking about, and we do need to hear more from the experts. So I'm glad you know that they're devoting more in the second part of the reunion. That's um, so true that. because you know most of the time they'd have this—they'd have the woman segment mm-hmm. and the man segment—and because typically all the women and all the men get along. Those yes. are boring. But yep. in this instance, I think we're going to have some fireworks. <laughs> we actually have the experts in the building, which you don't have at every reunion. Yes. Sometimes they're just totally absent from the reunion. But I'm glad to have them in the building and talking to the couples, you know, especially yeah. since they weren't there most of the season. Right. They're meeting the couples. <laughs> it's nice to meet you guys. <laughs> right. They're like, how was your season? Um, but yeah, before we dive into everything that happened on reunion part one and our thoughts about it, we do want to highlight some five star ratings and reviews that we got. And we just, I mean, thank y'all so much for leaving us these ratings and reviews. Uh, we are at 130 ratings total so far on this love at first sight feed. So, so appreciative because it just, it skyrocketed from where we were at the beginning of the season. Um, so the first one I want to highlight, the title is Love Asia and Jason Best Maths Podcast from Kraken Co. These hosts have such good chemistry and I really enjoy their takes on each episode. Funny, insightful. It's a quote unquote must listen for me after every episode. So thank you so much, Kraken. That's awesome, Kraken. Release the Kraken. I like that. <laughs> uh, so the one I'm going to go over is from Darrington 20. Uh, it's called Best Recap Podcast. Uh, it starts, wow, I love listening to Asia and Jason recap maths. Their commentary is not only hilarious and insightful, but I honestly don't even need to watch the episodes. The recap is so detailed that I'd rather just listen to them. That oh. is such a compliment. Thank you so much, Darrington. <laughs> yes, I, I, every time I go on another podcast and I, I, I you know, promote this podcast, I say, you don't even need to watch the show. Just it listen works. to us uh, and we are all you need. So I, I'm glad I got backed up on that. By one of our reviews. Thank you so much. Right. Yeah. Cause it, I mean, when we go on these other shows, I mean, we each now host two other podcasts, right? And so when we go on there and we're telling people, hey, come listen to us on Married at First Sight, it's it's a lot to ask to say, oh, also watch a two hour episode of Mass and then listen Mostly to filler. Us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's hard. So. Um, like we said, the early, uh, the beginning part of the season, we are going to do something special for a random review, five star review that we've received. We will random, randomly select one of them and then we'll be asking for you to reach out so we can send you something. So just keep that in mind. We have one more chance, one more episode this season when we talk about part two and possibly a where are they now? I don't know how they're going to do it, but we'll see. Um, I think we got yeah. all our answers. I don't need. I don't, I don't know what else I need answered on where right now. <laughs> I need to know where they are as of March. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's what it will be. Like, 
where you were two months ago. Right. Uh, so let's dive in. Uh, this was the reunion part one. Mainly what they uh, they did, the format of it was they did, they started out with the bi- the whole cast on stage minus the experts, and then they went into each couple separately uh, to get an update. I liked how they did this because usually they'll do couple by couple and, and then they'll do the big, big uh, group at the end. But I, I enjoyed starting off since everybody is able to just not completely give away their status. <laughs> I mean, except for Katina and Elijah Wan, who were like, <laughs> were like Katina was like in Elijah Wan's lap, basically. I was like, oh, oh, gee, I wonder if they're still together. But yeah, this was good yeah. to get some like some crosstalk from the couples. We got some drama early on. Yes. Uh, you know, so it, it was really a fun segment. We got to see who is still delusional, who is still sane. Yes. Uh, yeah. So it was it was a good, good start to the read. And like uh, our loyal listener, Krixty, pointed out, uh, we could tell from some of the couples matching their wardrobe, so it was like, okay, <laughs> like yes. y'all look, y'all came in here color coordinating. There's no way you're not together. That so. was that was actually a genius move on Christie's part. I was yeah. like, you know what? That is so true. Like <laughs> you, you would think the producers would have like keyed in on that. But like, no, 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 no. Y'all, y'all need to wear the same mm-hmm. color. We can't get it. You know, we can't yeah. let people know. Right. Uh, but I do feel like last season. Um, I was about to say Girla. Hey, Girla. Yeah, Girla. Uh, Girla hey. Hill, uh, <laughs> kind of dress similarly alike. Like they dress on both dressed like yeah, on accident. So maybe yeah. it's not a foolproof like system, but right. I, uh, you know, it definitely worked in this case. Yes. Um, so we started, yeah, like I said, the whole cast was on stage. We do have Kevin here in person, which is wild. I think it's been the last time we had him in person was what, season eleven, maybe? Yeah, because I'm thinking of like season 12 was Chris. And I remember like Chris was wilding out. And yes, Kevin was like the on screen. the TV, like trying to scream at him, you know, from like, like across the country. Like, yes. Chris, just calm down, sit down as Chris right. is about to go fight Pastor Dwight. Right. Who, by the way, Pastor Dwight randomly will come up on my For You page on TikTok on live. Like, he oh, gets on go. live and he's talking. But it's just so it's it's crazy because I'm not on I'm not on Married at First Sight TikTok, so so random. But you stay tuned and watch the whole TikTok video. <laughs> I'm like, oh, that, there's Pastor Dwight. Keep it moving. That's it, you know. Oh yeah, sure. <laughs> um, so we do see one of the early things that are pointed out was that Mark has lost forty pounds. I did like like Kevin was like, hey, Lindsay got you on that diet plan, and like the first like little hints that I got that they were not together. Mark was like, mm, I don't know about that. All she did was switch out sushi for burgers. It's cool. Like, <laughs> right. I, and I, no, we're not giving Lindsay credit for this. Like, oh, right. <laughs> that's my first. That's my first like uh, sign. Right. And I mean, as a reminder for everybody, at the end of the decision day, the four couples outside of Chris and Alyssa, they all decided to stay married. So now we're trying to figure out, okay, what what happened from here? But yeah, that was like he wasn't trying to give Lindsay any type of credit for uh, his weight loss. Um, And so then they kind of they're checking in on all the couples, just like overall thoughts and stuff. And Alyssa says, like, oh, there were some good times and just bad times. And the way that Chris is leaning away from Alyssa as if she has this like she she has like a, a. a negative energy that's just pushing him away was hilarious. To she me. got she's got leprosy and he wants to stay far away. Um, <laughs> there like, was plenty of room on the couch. He didn't have to be sitting like that. 
Yeah, I mean, we'll find out later. Like he's, it's, it seems like he's really like disgusted, like by her at this mm-hmm. point. Uh, so yeah, I, I can see why he's uh, keeping his distance. Yes. Um, and then we we check in with like Lindsay. She's like, you know, she knew that you know she was either going to be si- finding her soulmate or she was going to be going through like a lot of growth on herself. I'm like, okay, I'm not sure either <laughs> one of those things happened. I, I don't. <laughs> yeah, how do, how do you, how do you like? It's like okay, A or B. She's like C. <laughs> yeah, none <laughs> D, none of the above. <laughs> right. <laughs> exactly. Um, and we check in on Jasmina, and she said, like watching it back, she sometimes she was like, "Dang, girl, your attitude was crazy." Yeah, that's uh, what we're all saying, Jasmina. You exactly. weren't you weren't alone. <laughs> right. So she so she saw it, you know, sometimes you need to look back at yourself and you're like, what the heck? Um, and she said, you know, the reception from social media, she has had to block somebody because they claim to know her. And she's like, you don't know me. Um, so that was interesting. Um, and then this was another sign that we got from Lindsay and Mark was. There was a point where Lindsay said she came into this. She didn't expect to have to take the rein on so many life decisions. It was like having three jobs. And Mark couldn't help himself but react and be like, okay. <laughs> okay, calm down. Like, she's like, and it, I felt like I had three jobs. I was like, all right, Lindsay, the savior, calm down. Like, be, right. Be cool. Like, what, what is wrong with you? Um, so, yeah, she just continued to do throw those little daggers. Um, and so then we got like a never before seen um, scenes from the honeymoon and it was focused on Alyssa and Chris. And so it showed us, showed us Alyssa with the girls. Alyssa goes like, you know, I, it, it's been super fun. We played tennis and just making it seem like tennis was the most fun she's had. Cut what? to like her screaming at him at the t- on the tennis court, like telling the producers she doesn't want to be anywhere near him. I mean, this was the hand gestures moment, uh, where she's like, "He's so aggressive with his hand gestures." Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's just it's it's what it's what Alyssa is what she's known for on part of what she's known for on the show, trying to make it seem like everything's fine when behind the scenes she is just like causing a holy terror. Yes, exactly. And so they, they kind of like cut to Chris being honest with the guys about like where, you know, him and Alyssa were. And so Kevin was like, hey, what, Alyssa, why didn't you, why weren't you honest? <laughs> She's like, well, I didn't really feel comfortable sharing what happened. And, um, you know, Kev brought up, brings up like, okay, well, did you only want to stay in this to be with, you know, have fun with the girls? She's like, no, that's a false narrative. I didn't want to just stay in this with the girls. I just thought it made sense logistically because we stayed far from the apartment. So if we were going to be filming, we needed to be, we, we could cut down on drive time basically and be at the apartment. Alyssa, why would you still be filming? But that's literally, she literally said that to Chris. She's like, I want to be with my girls at the uh-huh. apartment. Like she literally said that out of her mouth, like uh-huh. verbatim, like to that man. So that uh, is another lie. Like I wish that they just would have kept cutting two clips. Like, okay, here's it. Cause I, 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 I'm sure they could have like predicted what she was going to say. Like, yeah. All right, let's queue up clip number five to, uh, <laughs> to point out that you're, uh, what you just said is BS. Like, right. <laughs> Uh, they, yeah, they, they could have easily had it on deck. Um, and so it's just like, girl, we, we have you saying these words. The, this isn't, 
selling sunset or the hills. No one's forming your mouth to say these words. Um, and so Lindsay chimes in that she thinks, you know, all this was Alyssa's fault. You know, she does. She is very team Chris. And so we kind of like they touch on that. But Kev is like, let's put a pin in it. We're all going to be together again later. But then we we get a very like an appetizer to the group dynamic because Kev kind of directs things to Steve and Noy. And Steve explains, like, look, I tried to keep my energy completely separate from Lindsay. I just knew we weren't really going to get along. Um, He's like, and then, you know, when we finally went on the retreat, I tried to test the waters a little bit, make a joke. She took it super personal. And then then you find out like she talks trash when you're when when you're not around. They showed they showed us the the confessional of Lindsay talking about them being like a stay at home mom and a guy with no income and no job or whatever. And so, you know, he's like, Steve was just like, I told Noy, like, just don't tell Lindsay any secrets. Since you're going to be her friend, just don't tell her any secrets. Then we get a bomb drop of Steve says that he found out from his producer that Lindsay had told them that Noy and Steve had had sex for the first time. I So when, when Steve was like, I tried my hardest to keep our energy away from her, my ears perked up. I was like, oh, what's this? Mm-hmm. Some some uh some tea we've never heard before. (laughs) Right, and then he you know and like you say he drops the bomb like you know Lindsay like told the told her producer that uh you know me and Noy had had sex. I was like oh so this I'm like I'm wondering so this me y'all had sex on your wedding night or like maybe this is the first night of the honeymoon they're talking right and I don't think we I don't don't know if we knew that they had sex that early. I knew that we kind of got an indication of when they started. We thought it maybe had been a couple weeks in. Yeah, but it seemed like it was like. Pretty soon until right the honeymoon. That. Yeah. Uh, so that was very interesting. And Lizzie looks kind of like flabbergasted, like not flabbergasted. She just she's just caught off guard. She's like, what, yeah. Uh, I, what, uh, no. yeah. She denies it. <laughs> she denies it. Like you know, she's like, no, no, we were mic'd up. So that's when they heard. Uh, right. Noy we were on the bus them. talking about it, and they told us like, remember, you're mic'd up. You could tell like Lindsay was caught in the act. Like, yeah, for sure. She was caught. She did not think that Steve would ever address this with her, and she did. She probably didn't even know that the that they had known that the producer knew, and so it was clearly something they were trying to keep private because they we never got any confessionals about them consummating their marriage, especially that early on. So, yeah, Lindsay, what are you doing? And she was like, no, you know, that must have been how they found out. Because I, she, she like gestures to the cast. She's like, I didn't tell anybody here. Yeah. Like, exactly. wait, <laughs> so what are you saying? Like, you didn't tell any of the other cast. You just right. gabbed to your producer. Yeah. And then Steve, like Steve further goes to call her out. He's like, it's always an excuse when you get confronted with uh, with something you did. It's always someone yeah. else's fault. Like, oh, mm-hmm. Steve, bring it, baby. Bring it. Right. Honestly, it is that she it's never her fault. She never takes accountability for anything. That's not going to change at all today, folks. At all. (laughs) Yeah. In case you're wondering. No, that's not that's not some an area where she grew. Um, And so I thought that was very interesting. And so the fact that, you know, that was that was just a taste of what we could get with the group dynamic before moving into the couples. It's like, wow, that's really interesting. That was a very nice like taste of like, and then, and like, like we're not gonna get more of the group dynamic until next week. So just to have that was very nice and juicy. And you know, yeah. of course, in preview, we're gonna get more of uh, you know, Lindsay versus Alyssa next week. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I'm really looking forward to it. Like you said earlier, like they were able to fill this reunion part one up with good stuff. So much so that I'm looking forward to next week. Right. Like I think last year I remember thinking like, like what did they have left to talk about? Because uh, it seemed like they take they had like talked about everything in that first part, and that second mm-hmm. part was probably like the girls talking about, "Oh, we get along so great." It's like I don't need to know this; I already knew this already. Yeah, uh, but yeah, I, I'm really actually looking forward to next week's reading. Same, yeah. I remember last year thinking, or last year it was it was this year. Um, I was remember last season. Well, no, I guess it was last year. Um, last season thinking like, why wasn't this just? I mean, there's probably it's probably on the podcast. Why wasn't this just one part? Why does it have to be two parts? But I will give them that because they were. Yeah, I was entertained for the two hours, so I can I can respect another episode. Yeah. <laughs> Um, right. Yeah. I, I approve. Uh, where should we, where did they go next in the the reunion? Uh, so we're going to catch with Katina and Elijah on first. Uh, they come out, uh, Katina's got that nice, uh, I think I would probably call it like a Cleopatra, like (laughs) looking like wig. Like she looked like like Cleopatra of the Nile or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Kev, uh, Kevin talks to them. He says, "You know, you know, I, I don't think anyone really thought this was going to work out at first And yeah. he's like, "But you guys actually like, you know, balance each other out." And I was thinking, like, is that what you think, Kevin? Like, is that what is that the vibe we got from them? Do they balance like each other Kevin. out? Yeah, I was like, at all. Like Kevin's take here was very bad that this whole segment, and it perturbed me. And you know, I think big, his. Go ahead. You know, I say you know I'm a big Kevin fan. Yes. And, like it's, there were certain points as you and I was like, mm, I don't know, Kevin. And I feel like he kind of skewed some people's thoughts about it too, because I've heard more than one person give Elijah props for the growth that he's shown more than what I expected. Like I expected people to be pleasantly surprised by his take on his behavior. Um, and maybe not trying to just like justify everything, but for him to just completely do a 180, I don't feel like that's the case. I feel like Olajuwon interviews very well. Yep. yep. I feel yep. like he 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 knows how to present a certain version of himself when he is in front. We we saw it multiple times when he's in front of the experts and when we see him in confessionals to the producers. It's when he's actually in the relationship is when we saw the behavior that we were like, okay, red flags a little bit. So it's like that that's why I'm not trying to be totally deceived by what we saw. I mean, there were so, some some good good things, but I'm not sitting here saying like, oh my gosh, Elijah's a completely different man than what we saw. I just have to wonder if it's if it's that he interviews well, like you said, or if just in the moment, he just doesn't stop to think in the moment. Like yeah. I feel like he knows after the fact that he messed up, mm-hmm. and, but it's like it feels like in the moment he cannot control his like you know his words and the things he says. I, I think yeah. probably this isn't the first time he's looked back at something he's done and been like, "Damn, that was messed up. I shouldn't have done mm-hmm. that." But I right. feel like that's that's a problem, Elijah. Like, <laughs> yeah, maybe you just stop and think before you act. Right. But yeah, so Kevin <laughs> Kevin starts off talking about the wedding, and he's like, uh, "Tina, how'd you think? What'd you think about him dancing?" She's like, uh, it was fine. And we find out that Elijah actually asked her permission to uh, yeah. just to dance like that for her. Like, not exactly <laughs> striptease, but uh, and she's like, I just wanted my mom not to see. Like, I was the only thing that, you know, you know I was uh, having an issue with. Don't you think uh, it's interesting we never saw her mom again? 
I do. Yeah, that was interesting. Like we never we never saw like we saw Jasmina's mom like one other time, I think uh-huh, early on, on like FaceTime. Mm-hmm. But yeah, like a lot of the parents weren't really involved after like a lot of the relatives weren't involved. We saw a lot of friends. Yeah. We didn't see <laughs> besides Steve's relatives. mom. Besides <laughs> Steve's mom who was bopping to get down. Right. Um, <laughs> but other than that, we didn't see a lot of relatives this season. Like I thought we yeah. want to see Lindsay's dad again. We never saw him again. Yeah, we saw Sriracha. We did see Sriracha yeah, multiple Sriracha times. times. Yeah, because yeah. we, That's... I mean, we were really high on the family members early on. I remember thinking like, oh, they're going to be great this season. Yeah, but it seems like this season, from what I can recall, there were a lot of family members that didn't live in Boston. Mm. Like, there were people that were like, you know, coming from out of town to come to these weddings. Yeah. Or, uh, you know, I think Jasmina grew up in Connecticut, so that's where her family was. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had Mike's sisters, of course. Um, but yeah, there's, there's not a lot of family involvement uh, this yeah. year. Uh, so, oh, you know, Kevin's asking uh, Elijah Wan about Katina, and Elijah was like, you know, it was tough for the wedding not having my parents there uh, because I feel like my dad picked this woman for me basically like from heaven, I guess he's saying. Mm-hmm. And it made him emotional. Like, it was Kevin asking about uh, Elijah Wan crying. And, yeah. and that's why, you know, Elijah Wan says he cried. Uh, so we get a bunch of flashbacks to to Elijah on nervously asking her for a kiss. Uh, and he's like, yeah, it was fine, but my guard was still up. I didn't know, I still didn't know him. So, you yeah, know, it was all, you know, it was, it was kind of, I still had my guard up. He's uh, Kevin, I hadn't, I hadn't noticed how much he is like both up since they've been married. But yeah. like flashbacks to the wedding, he was like, he was fit, right? But he wasn't like bulky. Like, I feel like he's been bulking during the relationship. I don't know. It's something about like his based on that fast food because he was making a meat. <laughs> <laughs> they go to McDonald's every other night now. Right. Um yeah, I, I didn't I didn't really like it didn't click for me, but I'll I'll definitely really on the lookout for it next week. Mm-hmm. Uh, so mm-hmm. Kevin asked Elijah Wan about the the cooking while they show a montage of Elijah Wan talking about Katia's cooking skills and her, you know, her wifely duties. Uh, you know, and Elijah one says, you know, yeah, that was that was definitely not good. He says, you know, I, I need to watch my tone, um, but you know, this is what I asked for. I just, and I also can't believe that I was so like so stern and so like uh, you know so forceful with my with my words. So I definitely have to watch what I say. Um, Tina says, you know, it's a lot when you think you're you're doing your best, and then someone tells you, no, actually, you're not. <laughs> Yeah, um, Kevin, uh, Kevin references the the edible comment that Elijah made on Decision Day, and Katina tells a story about like, okay, uh. so there's like there's like one time where my food <laughs> might not have been edible. I put in an air fryer, didn't watch it, so it didn't cook all the way through. Like, so that was like the only time he could say that. <laughs> so like, she's she's trying to defend herself. Like, she stops Elijah off talking. She's like, no, no, let me tell the story because you're not right. going to tell it right. You're going to tell some like twisted up version of this. It's like it was a it was a little mistake. That does not mean I can't cook. She's really defending like her 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 culinary skills here, right? And I mean, and I mean, chicken's a big thing, you know. Like, you can eat a steak, okay? You served it medium rare. The person maybe wanted it medium well, okay. But chicken, like, you literally can't eat it if it's not done. And I understand. I definitely understand it being a mistake. I personally have never tried to cook chicken in an air fryer because I don't trust that I would be able. to I, I, don't, I don't trust myself yet, okay? But with air fryers. <laughs> I can do everything else on the stove and in the oven. But uh, you hear that, y'all? Asia doesn't have life skills when it comes to air fryers. 
she's not mature. She's like, she's not air fryer mature. Right. So I could, I, I definitely see Elijah as being the person to constantly bring that up. <laughs> yeah, like he, he probably yeah. never would never let it go after that happened. Right. He probably still brings up this day. Remember, you try, remember, you try to kill me with that pink chicken. <laughs> right. Um. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, Kevin asked Elijah, "Hey, so you know, you still expect dinner on the table every day?" And Elijah says, no, 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 no. We we found a good balance. He's like, I know my wife likes to go out, you know, get the, get the ambiance of a restaurant. So, you know, I, and, and Kevin says, oh, that's really mature. Like, you know, how did you come to that, like, realization? Elijah's like, oh, you know, it's just there's a lot of self-reflection, <laughs> you know, just looking at it inward within myself. And it's like, okay, this is the start of, like, the Elijah one, like, apology tour. Yes. And, you know, Katina is like, you know, I was, I, you know, my gut was telling me to to stick with him and be patient. And, you know, he's not for a weak person because he's so confident and he needs someone that's also going to be confident. And I just had to be confident in myself. And I was just thinking to myself, like, like, Katina, like, it didn't look like you were very confident in yourself, like, during a lot of these moments. Like, he broke you down. Yes. And I'm just like, I feel like she's lying to herself a little bit here. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's a version of herself that she wants to be. But then, and like, and that's how she describes herself. But then, like, when they are in those moments, I don't know. I mean, maybe they both have a like the wrong perception of who they really are until they watch it back. Like, I wanted to yeah. hear more about how that that was one thing I was missing from their segment was more about how she felt about like the state that she was in during these arguments. Because I know she was like, yeah, you know, like that hurt my feelings at certain parts, but it's just like, well, it Kevin wasn't a like, true. Yeah. Yeah. I wanted Kevin to be like, show them like an instance where like Tina is just like quiet and she looks like, mm-hmm. she kind of looks shut down. And I wanted to be like, so what is like, what is this type of thing? Like, yeah, what were where you does thinking? this come from? Yeah. Yeah. And, and she'll tell us that, you know, it's like, well, you know, I don't, I didn't want to get an argument on camera. Like, I feel like there is a, there is something to like, you know, when they got in that one month anniversary fight, she's like, y'all about to see the real Katina. Like, mm-hmm. I do feel like she, there is a different Katina behind closed doors. Uh, yeah. Elijah has said that multiple times. Uh, Jasmine, I think Jasmine has even told us that multiple times, but it just, it, it the visual there that we get when they're in those like two person confessionals and like he's basically talking for her. Is mm-hmm. like is one of those images that are going to stay in my head about Katina, and yeah. it's, it's not an image that I like. Yeah, yeah. I I just I mean I, I've said it a million times on this podcast uh, that they found the right woman for him, but I just don't know if that you know he's the right one for her. If she believes that, then that's wonderful. As long as she's happy, I just hope that she's happy and it's not this. Like she wants to be happy, so she's she she wants to be happy, and so she's there. But you know, not, yeah, she's, she's not, not truly herself. happy, right? Yeah. So Kevin, uh, Kevin, and obviously pre set up situation, uh, asked Elijah, "Like, so what can you do to try <laughs> and give Katina some validation?" As if it's if it, you know, if it's as if Katina needs validation, which yes. I thought that was an interesting way to word it. Mm-hmm. Um, so Elijah, one, you tell Sarah that, you know, you know, I live by one thing because, you know, it's got to always start off with like a mantra with like, a you know, a, uh, you know, motivational speech. Yes. It says, I live by one thing. Work hard today. Focus on tomorrow. The rest is history. And you embody that. You taught me patience. 
and effort are key tools to a happy life and a healthy marriage. And I couldn't be happy to call you my wife. And I hope you accept that you are and that. I love that you accept me, that you're confident enough to continue this journey with me. He gets on one knee and he pops open this box. Uh, kudos to him. We don't see a, uh, you know, designer name on the box. It's not, it doesn't right. seem to be a commercial for a, a, uh, a diamond <laughs> uh, seller. Yeah. So he presents her with this huge, gigantic ring. I could see it like from five miles away. Yeah, uh, it was huge. Yeah, so she's uh she's she's speechless. She's breaking down. She's like, I'm speechless. Uh, and he's he tells her that you treated Isaac and Elijah Warren like different people. You never follow the people's words online with those Twitter fingers. And you know <laughs> that's how I know you real. Like he uh, so Kevin asks what it means to give her the ring, and he just says that we've come a long way. She, she was she was there with me. When everybody told her she should run, she didn't run. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I, this sweet gesture. You know, I feel like any couple that is like ended the journey together, ended the, decided to say married on decision day, and then they're still married here. I feel like there always needs to be that one thing. Like it, either you're taking the next step to buy a house, or you know, we always see it, or maybe you're pregnant i don't know so yeah. it's nice that you know he did this gesture of just like another level of commitment like look i'm really i'm into this i'm all in here's a new ring now that you know i know you i know what you would want to wear um <laughs> there was one thing before this that kind of like adds to what i was saying before was that like she was like, I, I knew we needed more than the eight weeks like i knew not to doubt him i knew he had it in him so it was showing like she what like she she was struggling right yeah. with the dynamics of that relationship, but she could see the potential. She's like, so I could she tame, I could, potential. I, I, I could tame him. I just need a couple more weeks. Yeah, and we're all we're almost there. I could tame him. I, I mean, she did say that on decision day. She's like, I want to give this you know more time than the eight weeks. Yeah. So yeah, I, yeah. So I, I hope that she has tamed him, you know, as yes. he would seem to try and suggest that he is tamed or he has changed his ways. Isaac is gone. Yeah. Abolished. Uh, <laughs> Elijah was, uh, you know, this is more than just a marriage that he had to work on himself and he, he overcame a lot. He learned from self-reflection. He looks back on this young kid that thinks he's fly in good shape. And I'm thinking to myself, like, this was, this was five months was ago. Was this film 10 years ago? Yeah, this was five months ago, sir. Like, <laughs> You change as much in five months. Okay, but, uh, we'll 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 skip over that. And he says none of that matters. You know, when it comes to you, gotta you gotta think about how you treat someone. And Katina showed him a gray gray area of his life, and that the things that he needs to work on is not her words; it's her presence. And to be a leader, sometimes it's not your words; it's your actions. <laughs> and she has done that. Like he, he's always has to like, he always has to preach. Like this mm-hmm. is what this, this whole thing was him like preaching about himself and how, you know, Katina is this, uh, you know, this great person that pretty much followed, like he calls her a leader, but I feel like it's like, he's you're saying that you don't have to say things as a leader. <laughs> yeah. Uh, like it's, it feels like it's more like he's appraising her for following him. That's just what it feels like. Like, I'm not sure how she's being a leader. I want to know a little more about that. Yeah. Um, I, I just don't want people to forget. Like, Elijah Wan knows how to put on the show. Like, we saw early on, he was playing the role of husband. Before things got real, he was already playing the role of husband before he could 
actually act in, in actually behave like a husband. So it's just like I was, I was watching it with that frame of mind. And so it's like, yeah, he's definitely not the same guy he was at the start of the, the relationship. He's definitely grown in certain ways. Um, I just feel like it was he was he was amplifying it. Yeah. So he he sweet talks her and she says, uh, you know, I love you. And we find out it's the first time that she's actually said that uh, she loves him. And he says it back. I'm not sure if this was the first time he I would imagine that he didn't say it before she said it. He <laughs> I doesn't know, seem like maybe. The, he doesn't seem like the type, but she tells Kevin it's the first time that she has uh, said that she loves him. And she said it so quick, too. It was like a, I love you. That was actually the first time I've said that. Yeah, she looked back at Kevin immediately. Like, that was the first time, just so y'all know. I want to make sure we caught it on camera. Like, uh, and then he calls, he calls her his backbone, and she calls him her best friend. Aw. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, so Elijah Wan pretty much looks out into, looks into the camera and tells the audience, if I had to say something, it would be to stay true to yourself. <laughs> uh, know what you but he's basically giving like advice for people doing this in the future. Yes. He says, know what you're coming here for. Don't get distracted. Uh, and whoever you get, give them the full opportunity because you never know what you're going to get in your life. And I got that. And I was like, it, it felt like almost like he was looking off camera to Alyssa, like, you hear this, Alyssa? Right. Imagine in two seasons, like the Nashville season, one of the husbands is like, and, and like Olajuwon said, <laughs> yeah, I was I was sitting at home uh, thinking if I should uh, apply for murder first sight, and then I saw Olajuwon talking like this great wisdom about his relationship. <laughs> he's so wise, and I said that guy, he's got it going on. And I got to follow in his footsteps. Mm-hmm. I really i I don't want to meet the person that is following uh, Olajuwon's <laughs> uh, life mantras. Yes. Um. So we get this very interesting clip that uh, that Kevin introduces. It's a never before seen clip. And it's a it's a moment from the meeting with Pastor Cal earlier in the season. And Elijah and Katina are talking about uh, Elijah was like, well, you know, you, you got to keep your word. And she said, I, well, you, what are you talking about? I keep my word. I, I do what I say I'm going to do. He said, no, you said the other night, did you do something to help me out? And you never did it. And, he, you know, and, I, you know, you said when I got out of the shower, you'd be ready for me. And Pastor Cal's like, what? What is I, I, you know what? I don't even want to, I'm surprised that Cal said that because we know Cal is all up in their business. He's all up in it. But he said he didn't want to know. So we get back from the clip and Kevin says, all right, Pastor Cal didn't want to know, but I want to know. What? So Why? They're, very, they're, they're very sheepish about this, really evading the question. We know what it is. What, what do you mean we know what it is? You know what it is. <laughs> I, I've what do you think it is? You tell me first. I feel like we know what it is. <laughs> I feel like for him, okay, so he's like, it's my, you know, it's, it's you know, routine night things. It's my relaxation at the end of the night. It's something that benefits him. Yeah. That yeah, she's yeah, okay. helping yes, him okay. with something, some type so I think of we're chore. on the same page, yeah. So I was like, Kevin, you know what, why, why are we talking about this? Like, listen, it's like we're not having sex. Like we're halfway consummating. Yeah, we're not having sex, sex, but we're you know we're not doing nothing. Like that's basically what that is. That's and I basically wish, what they're saying. And, and that's what I felt like throughout this whole season we were missing because I felt I I, <laughs> I just kind of felt that in the beginning anyway. Just like that's probably what's going on here. They're mm-hmm. not saying it, 
But I think this is pretty much confirmation that is what was going on. And like you said, he's not helping her. She is helping him. Yeah. Like it, because for him to be just so adamant, like we are not consummating our marriage, it was like, it, it seemed like, okay, if nothing's happening, I question, are you interested? Because yeah. the wild guy that you explained that you were before doesn't seem like he would just go cold turkey uh, with like, with like a, a Jasmine and Mike dynamic. <laughs> so. And Elijah just seems like the type of guy that'd be like, no, I need this. Like, this is something I need to function in my mm-hmm. life. <laughs> so, you know, we're not going to go all the way, but we got to do something. Routine night things is what he calls it. Um, but yeah, hopefully everybody out there can pick up what we're putting down. I think y'all got it. <laughs> Cause, cause um, I, re- I refuse to ex- explain further. <laughs> yeah. Um, Kevin, Kevin touches again on the uh, anniversary dinner. And, you know, in regards to the fact that Elijah Wan brought up in front of everybody. And, you know, Elijah Wan says, yeah, yeah, I should have handled that differently. Uh, I was wrong to bring it up like that. And there's a time and a place for everything. Uh, Kevin asks Katina, like, so are you worried something that's going to happen will happen again? She's like, no, I'm not really worried about it anymore. Like, I feel like we're in a place where he knows not to do that. And then we get into another ramble of Elijah Wan. He says, you know, I want to watch these clips. These things stay with me for like three weeks. And you know what? Why three? That's so specific. That's that a very specific uh, <laughs> number of days. And he wonders, you know, how I had all these people around me. And no one ever told me I sounded like an ass. <laughs> and he wished someone was there to correct him the proper way. So I can think of two times we saw in the season <laughs> right. from Dr. Pepper and Dr. Viviana who both tried to correct his behavior and he did not handle it well at all. In his eyes, they weren't handling it the right way. It wasn't the proper way to address it with them. Right. So I, I, I really challenge Elijah want to say people were trying to correct you, but you weren't happy. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah. I would like to know what the pro- what he thinks the proper way is. Right. Uh, so you know we get we get Kevin was lavishing praise on Elijah. Wan. He's like, I just, I just can't believe how seriously you took that. I'm really proud of you, man. Like you took this really seriously. My eyes couldn't have rolled further <laughs> up into my head. I was like, come on, Kevin, don't do this. Right, and, and, it, and it's like, yeah, and I I don't want to sound too too down on him. Like he's definitely in a better place than he was the start of the process. He's definitely going all in with her. Um, but it's like someone said, who, who's, I think it was Mike at some point or one of the other couples pointed out that they didn't have the tools that they needed in order to yeah, it was do. Mike. Okay. And so in order, I feel like Elijah could have benefited from a lot of tools in order to know how to handle communication properly in this relationship and knowing how to, prioritize certain things like clearly he didn't realize you know he was taking cooking and cleaning to the next level um but i so i feel like he's definitely grown um it's like i just don't i just am still at that place of just really hoping katina is happy and that it is that full 180 when they are at home and they're not in front of a camera yeah, so like you said, I, I have the I have the highest of hopes that Elijah Wan has actually realized his errors and corrected them. But I do recall a lot of times in the season where he would say these things like, oh, you know, I got to watch what I say. 
You know, mm-hmm. I think he was talking to Coach Mack uh, several times about the season. Like, I just got to watch what I say. You know, I was a little heated. But then he would go back into the same thing, like, in the same week. Yeah. That he just said that, like, I need to watch what I say. But then he does the same crap. So mm-hmm. I, I'm hoping he's changed. I, I don't want to, you know, I don't want to say he's, it's impossible for him, for him to have changed. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm rooting for them. I want them to. I think minus all of Elijah Wan's nonsense, they actually click very well. Yes. I think they have a very good chemistry. Mm-hmm. And I want them to succeed, but I want them to succeed in a good way. I don't want their success to be that Katina is still putting up with his crap. Like right. I want them to be uh, healthy. I want both of them to be healthy people in the relationship. So hopefully yep. he's done that. Uh, Elijah Wan uh, pretty much leaves us with a, you know, with another diatribe. He says, uh, he tells us, don't judge the man that you see, but try and understand him and learn about him. And that, you know, people, will change when they know it's time for them to change. Uh, you know, he says, a lot of people told Katina to run, and look at her now. She's smiling with a rock on her finger. Right, Katina? You happy, right, Katina? And she, like, like starts to say, yeah. Yeah, she's like, happy. Yeah, she's happy. Look at her. Right? <laughs> uh, so he says, be scared of the man who keeps secrets, not of the man who shows you who he is. All right, Uh mm-hmm. they, uh Kevin asks, so what's uh, what's next? What's the uh, next five years? What are you, what are you looking for? Uh, and they say, you know, we want a child, a house, a dog, you know, we want a pool, want all this good stuff. And we find out that during the process, Elijah actually sold his house. And he I says, I felt like uh, this would have been really good to know during yeah, it. <laughs> this would have been something interesting to to talk about within the season. Yeah. So Elijah yeah. says, uh, you know, there just was too much history there. There was too much stuff that went down in, in there with Isaac. There's too much Isaac in the house. I had to leave Isaac behind in the house. I was like, oh my goodness, come on. Like, <laughs> just, I, I, you know, Isaac is a, you know, is a quote unquote, you know, bad boy. If it, I would imagine Elijah was walking through the house, like, oh yeah, I did this over here with this person, this over there with that person. Mm-hmm. So maybe he thinks he just needs to leave the house behind to handle it. For, for someone that brags so much about buying their own house, you know, it was surprising that he, he, he had sold it. Yeah, I was shocked um, too. I feel like that would have been a good indicator to us that they were doing better in their relationship. That he that like he made that sacrifice for their future, or not that sacrifice, but he made that decision to sell his house so that they could start fresh together. Yeah, I think I think that's a good that is a good thing to do mm-hmm. in their case. Um, a good like you said, a good sign that he's dedicated to to her yeah. and wants to start fresh with her. Uh, as we go to commercial, we come back and Katina is showing off her ring. Uh, she's gabbing with Jasmine and she's like, Oh my God, you see this? This, this huge rocket. He's like, Oh my God. Oh my God. Uh, you know, it's just a yeah, fun moment. like, Did you cry? She's like, Well, no, but you know, like, yes, I know. <laughs> and she's like, starting to cry again. Yeah. Uh, it's a fun moment for those two who are, you know, just they seem to be the best of friends from this experience. So yes. I'm glad to see a little behind the scenes excerpt. Uh, so that's it for them. Uh, I mean, there's nothing really to to do uh, yeah. as far as ratings or, you know, whatever. Right, right, right. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. 
Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Where are we going next? Yeah, so the next couple they bring up was Chris and Alyssa. So throwback. We have not talked about them in quite some time. Um, so that was interesting because it's like, okay, we are we're going there. Um, so we start out with, you know, just catching up on them. Um they they say that they're cordial. So <laughs> That's cool to Even know. Chris is sitting five feet away from Alyssa. Yeah. They're like, yeah, like everybody gets together. Like, you know, we uh, we're both there. And so we're, we're cordial in that setting. But there's no one on one talking between them. Um, she's like, well, she before Kevin could even go down his line of questioning. Alyssa's like, all right, wait, I just want to say before we get started that I came into this with the purest intentions. Um, and then I just panicked when it didn't work out for me. <laughs> I when she said she looks like she's like Kevin. Actually, I want to say something uh, before you start. I was like, oh, I was like, is Alyssa about to like apologize oh, to Chris? I was like, oh, okay, but no, no. she she doesn't even look at this man as mm-hmm. she's talking about like I panicked and I did you know did this and that, and she turns to Chris like once and is like, yeah, I'm sorry for that, and then turns what? back to Kevin and starts talking to Kevin like. She's like, I, I was like, oh, maybe maybe Alyssa has grown a little bit. Maybe we're going to find out that she saw herself on camera and was really ashamed of herself and is coming here, you know, with, you know, contrite and ready to take the slings and arrows and ready to own up to what she did. But no, she's just she's still trying to defend herself. Yeah, she has the most stone cold look on her face. Anytime anybody brings up anything that she's done or anytime there was a clip that's shown, it's just like it's going in one ear out the other. She's looking at it just like, mm you know, that happened, but am I supposed to feel remorse? No, I didn't get the man that I wanted. <laughs> so I didn't get what I ordered. Take this back. Right. Um, so she says that she just doesn't think her and Chris are made for each other. They don't share the same core values and beliefs. And, you know, that's that's basically, you know, why she thinks they didn't work out. And Chris is like, look, at the end of the day, it matters how you treat people. Um, and if I had seen all the stuff she had said behind my back, I would have ended things sooner. I was so glad he said that. Yeah, uh, Chris really was uh, was good at standing up for himself in this yes. whole segment. Uh, so yeah, <laughs> and just the 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 rage. I could see the rage and the indignation he felt. Like mm-hmm. he's been waiting to like unleash this as he's been watching those episodes, those early yes. episodes. It was like what the hell like i can't like it it, it seemed like it was like 10 times worse than what he saw mm-hmm. 
I yeah. mean, we we saw it all, but he didn't see it all. So he's he just didn't. like, I can't uh, believe that. I thought that this was my reality. And right. ex- it was actually, this was my reality. And she was going behind my back and just screaming obscenities about me all the time. Right. He's probably thinking like, man, I actually thought we stood a chance. Like, I actually thought like if we could get on the same page that, you know, maybe pre-honeymoon. <laughs> Obviously, he was hopeful. But it yeah. literally was from the moment, like he, him watching it back he'd realize it was from the moment she saw him that she was done. So she like Alyssa's questions about, you know, just things that she said. And she says that she just wasn't mentally aware of what she was saying. She, she is, she's growing a case of temporary insanity. Yes. Like that's like, like she had no control of her faculties. She had no control of her mouth. Like she was possessed by some yeah. demon and she cannot be held accountable for the actions taken when she was possessed, she was not in her right mind because she did not get the man that she wanted. She was just in a craze and could not control herself. I was like, yeah. that's, a, that's quite a defense of your of your actions there. And I yeah. did like where Kevin was like, so do you think you should have given him a chance? And she refused to say that she should have given him a chance. She mm-hmm. said anything but that. Yep. <laughs> Exactly. Like, no, she never wanted to give him a chance. And it was like before coming to this reunion, she was like, okay, what stance should I take? Should I be sorry? No, that probably didn't even cross her mind. She was just like, okay, maybe if I just say, like, I just don't remember the things I was saying and I just wasn't aware, then it'll be okay. That's my, that's my out. Yeah. I, I have no memory of the, the marriage. <laughs> like, I'm surprised like, she Like, they showed her clips, like, of her, like, ranting to producers, like, see, I don't even remember that. Like, I, yeah. I totally blacked out. I lost a week of time. Yeah. You know, I, I started my, I started at the aisle. I turned the corner and then all of a sudden I, I wake up. I'm yeah. on the couch in our apartment <laughs> and Chris saying he wants a divorce. I'm like, what happened? Right. I, I don't remember sleep. anything that happened. <laughs> I literally blinked and the marriage was over. I don't know what happened. <laughs> Not sure why Chris, this mean person, decided to get divorced from me. Yeah, she's like watching the clips back and she's like, I don't know who that woman is. <laughs> That's a body double. Nice try, producers. That wasn't me. Right. So, um, Kev asked, like, why did you go on the honeymoon? And she's like, well, I just felt like it's something that I had to do. And she just starts like crying. And, you know, uh, we find out which this was this was the the mic drop or the bomb that was dropped on this segment because she says she didn't want to speak to the experts because she was upset with them because I know I wondered why didn't the experts intervene and we get this unseen footage of her like I don't want to talk to the experts I hate them they're the ones that put me in the situation she's like this like eight-year-old little girl throwing a tantrum Mm-hmm. Because she didn't get like a baby doll that she wanted from like her her parents. Yep. And you know the show's first priority when they were putting together this reunion, they're like, "We gotta talk about this moment because we have to let the audience know that we <laughs> were ready for experts to come and intervene, but she refused." Yeah, the fact that there was a producer literally saying, "Like, do you want like do you want us to call the expert?" I I hate them. How do you hate how how I just feel like as a, an adult, we just shouldn't be walking around hating people unnecessarily. Like, why are we throwing that around? Like, hate is a strong emotion. Why are you just hating people? Because she's immature. She has not matured. She's not grown to realize that those are words that are 
that are one childish and two very strong when you're an adult yes. and you use that word. Um, and it's like, it was so funny in that, in that clip. Cause she's at first saying, well, why don't they fly out here and come, come talk to us? I'm like, Oh, you mean the experts? You want us to call? I'm like, no, I don't want to talk to them. You just <laughs> asked them to fly out here. Like, what are you talking about? Maybe she is insane. Maybe she has just lost her mind and she yeah. just doesn't know what she's saying. She wasn't aware of the things coming out of her mouth. We can't blame her. Like you could have, you could have come, you could have come walk into this reunion. You've had five, you know, she's had seven months yeah. of reflection. And even if you don't, even if you don't mean it, you should have watched yourself on TV and be like, oh, I got to fix this. Cause she knew exactly what she was doing. Yep. She did not say those mean words on camera in her mind. Mm-hmm. She said them when she wasn't being filmed in her mind. She did not know she was being filmed. Didn't realize she had a hot mic on. Uh, so and I, every time she was on camera, she was she spoke, she spoke gently to Chris and said, "Well, I just don't think that we're we're right for each other. Like you're just not what I was envisioning." Blah blah. She was never like cruel to him to his face. Yeah. So she knew exactly what she was doing. Right. I want to hear this like I was out of my mind because if that was true, you would have said the same thing you said off camera. To his face on camera, so you know exactly right. what you were doing. Don't give me that. So you would think the, you know, someone in their right mind would look at that and be like, you know what, I got to go in here and apologize, even if I don't mean it, even if, you know, what if she wanted to try to fix her image? Yeah, but no, she she does not care about that. Um, so she was explaining to Kevin, um. Just like, you know, I trusted the experts going into this. And then when I lost trust in them, Kevin's like, why'd you lose trust in them? He's like, well, I didn't trust them after anymore because they, I didn't get who I wanted. And, you know, she says like, she claimed, like Kevin asked her why, she, like her about her crying on their decision day when Chris ended things. And she's just like, I was just having sadness for both of us. Like we both didn't get what we wanted. So and then Kevin's like, Chris, was it hard for you to make that decision? And Chris's like, oh, no, no, it, it wasn't hard at all. Absolutely uh, not. Nope. <laughs> right. nope, nope. If I had known, I'd have done it sooner. I, we, were you already broke a record? I would have broken that record. Right. Yeah. Uh, so that was hilarious. Um, I felt like this whole segment was Alyssa trying to explain why her, like, why she all of her actions were justified whether she knew what she was saying or not and then Chris just chiming in with this like trying to show that he is like clearly over this he can't stand this woman and wants nothing to do with this situation anymore so we didn't really get too deep I guess it's because we got a lot of his emotions after on the show after things transpired but um, what what she said she learned was be mindful of what she says. <laughs> be mindful of when you are mic at all times. Keep right. an eye out for those cameras. Exactly. <laughs> Find mic. Don't are going to get you. Right. Um, and then we learned that Chris is dating. So uh, happy for him. He's moving on. And uh, that was it for their segment. Yeah. Uh, like I said last week, uh, Chris is the ultimate winner of <laughs> of this yeah. season. He, he's come out on top here. Uh, so it's good to see he's doing well. Uh, you know, he I, he obviously wanted to make a point of coming on here and telling us that he's doing well. So mm-hmm. I'm good. She's yeah. still 
crazy. And it's just the look on her face when like he's talking and she's looking at him. She, she got like her bottom lip like poked out. She's like, uh, like yeah. looking at him like, uh, whatever. I mean, I don't care. For uh, someone that for, for people that don't like each other as much as Alyssa and Lindsay do, uh, they do a lot of the same ish. Like, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> they they're kind of two peas in a pod a little bit. Yeah, exactly. Uh, it's I'm glad that we we don't have to deal with Alyssa anymore. I'm glad that Chris is happy and he's moved on, and they can be done with this situation. <laughs> So, uh, which couple did they dive into next? Uh, we had Jasmina and Michael. So this was a this was a this was an interesting segment. Uh, so they come out. Uh, we get a little bit on the wedding about how they were both nervous. Uh, blah blah blah. Uh, so we start getting into the into the fights, into the communication mm-hmm. of it all. So, so they are sitting the, close. They're, they, they're sitting very close. Yes. But I did I did take notice that like Michael was like all the way over. On his side mm-hmm. of the couch, like touching in the his middle. arm, and she is like, <laughs> she has made it a point to get close to him. It's mm-hmm. like that's interesting. Like yeah. I had no, I had no perceived notions coming into this. I, I, I thought they were probably gonna be broken up by this, you know, by this point. Mm-hmm. So well, we'll get into it. Uh, so he asked about the communication and why it was so tough. And Mike says, you know, early on we didn't know each other and we didn't understand each other's uh, style of communicating. Uh, so we get to we get the flashback of the cow meeting where she calls him aggressive. Uh, and Mike says that you know I was shocked that she used the word aggressive because you know I associate that word with threatening and intimidating. And Jasmina doubles down and says, no, mm-hmm. I stand by aggressive. Uh, and you know she know she knows what some people think when they hear the word aggressive. And, you know, she knows he didn't like what she meant by it because he's a black man. But as a black woman, she knows what it means to her. And, you know, she and she t- says, I know at one point he said he agreed with me. He was aggressive off camera. Um, but he does say she does say that he refused to speak with her for a month after that because he was afraid that whenever they talk, he would he would again be accused of being aggressive. Uh, that was that was a, <laughs> that was a that was a bomb drop in and of itself here yes i i it's it's so hard because i get his reaction to being called aggressive like no one like being like being called aggressive has such a negative connotation as a black especially as a black man um and jasmina's explanation of understanding this but still using it because she still felt that way uh it's like because you know as a black woman she is aware of that it it was such a I don't know I don't it was such a a a, a hard line to walk because if, if she did feel like he was being verbally aggressive then like okay but it's like we don't we didn't see it and so it's just like I I really would have hoped that they would have come to an understand like okay she said that about him and then they have a discussion to come to an understanding of why did she feel that it was being aggressive rather than it was aggressive or it wasn't aggressive. Okay, Jasmina, you feel that it was aggressive. Why? Like, what about it made you feel aggressive? Like, to make you believe and then believe that aggressive is the most appropriate word. Not, okay, she thought that was aggressive, so I'm just not going to do anything else because I don't know what she feels is aggressive. (laughs) Yeah. This whole thing was like, you know, I can't both y'all to get your heads out of your asses. Yes. And it's, you know, the the word, like, like you said, like you said, like she said, the word aggressive 
has become this this word in the black community that 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 is loaded. It's a loaded mm-hmm. word in the black community. So I do wish that she would have seen that, even though she knows what she meant by it. Right. To to just use a different word. Yeah. It's like Int- like intense, like maybe yeah. like it's not aggressive. Like understand where he is upset about it and change your change your wording up. There's so many words in the English language. There really could have been she could have said anything else. It's just like I think her point in that moment of in being upset about the situation was I understand the word, the, the weight of the word aggressive, and I'm still using it. So so you know how I really felt about how you reacted in that situation of you yelling at me or you, however she felt what he was doing, right? Like, yeah. that was her point. But for him, it's like, no, you just call me aggressive. Yeah, I mean, and she does say that I know that people associate with being uh, with being physical. And, mm-hmm. you know, I think she does say like he wasn't that wasn't the situation here. He was just being, you know, verbally, yeah, being verbally aggressive. But still, Jasmine, like you gotta you gotta think about where he's coming from with this, and yeah, and she just wasn't. <laughs> like we're just double down in the situation. Uh, so he, uh, for his part, he says he felt that he handled that situation fine in the moment, and but you know he, the problem was that he didn't have the tools to 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 speak to her without the word aggressive coming. He was so scared of it that he mm-hmm. didn't want to even talk to her in fear of of this word coming up, which was so. Like this is the problem. Like, like show the experts this clip right here. Right. This man said he didn't have the tools to not speak. I don't know why an expert wasn't called by either one of them or a producer when the producers find out that they're not talking for a month. Right. I guess they're not not talking when there's not cameras around, but when there are cameras around, they're like faking the funk. Because I know that because we knew that their relationship was strained. Yeah, I don't think that we knew the we're just not talking like. Yeah, like I didn't know it was. Yeah, I did. I I I didn't know that it was only like okay, we're talking for the purposes of filming, not. And then you know, like she wanted more talking throughout the day. She wanted to hear about his day, and I didn't know it was to this extent. That's that's damaging. Yeah, that's you know when we when when sorry earlier in the season. When Jasmina was going, you know, this, the first month was a total waste, and mm-hmm. we were like, "Well, was it a waste? Because you yeah. did like you did work through some of your problems, and you right. had to go through those problems to get to where you are now." But it does seem like no, yes. it was a waste because they was. just weren't talking. Period. <laughs> right. Uh, so you know, maybe going back retroactively, we're like, "Yeah, maybe she was kind of right." Mm-hmm. Uh, so Kevin asked, uh, you know, Jasmina, like, did you think that you know the marriage was gonna was it was pretty much done like and in, in, in that first month. She's like, yeah, I, I felt like it was probably a couple times that, that we we're going to be done. Uh, so, you know, she reiterates again, like we had like zero communication until we did uh, Viviana's exercise. And Kevin asked, so that was a turnaround for you. And Jasmine says, yeah, I didn't feel any stress or pressure anymore after that. And she just got, she started to actually get to really know him. And uh, Kevin asked Mike the same thing. So when did you feel you know, comfortable and the communication start back up. And Mike agrees, says, yeah, that Vivian exercise was uh, the first time that we really heard each other out. Uh, you know, and Kevin, Kevin speaks for the audience. He says, you know, that, was, that, that was around the time we really started to have hope for you guys. And, and, and asked them, you know, if they felt the same. Jasmine says, yeah, but it took, it took so long. 
mm-hmm. Mike says, <laughs> Mike says, you know, it took it took a while for us to even tolerate each other, and we like we literally couldn't stand each other for a while <laughs> there. And every time we thought or, or looked at the other person, we were like, ugh. And then they finally got to a moment where they were cool. You know, they were fine. They were okay. But then we got to the moment where we were actually true friends. But by that time, it was, you know, like decision day, basically. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, and Kevin again speaks for us. He said, everybody was so happy when you said yes. Now, now when they filmed this, decision day hasn't aired. How do you know we were happy, Kevin? <laughs> you don't know how we were because we hadn't seen it yet. Stop speaking Ke- for us. We didn't, Kevin and we his producers were all so happy. Yeah, we the people that we screened this for were very happy. <laughs> right. Uh, so Kevin asked for the uh, we, he asked for the update because you know they have to string us along for a while uh, until we get the answer whether they're still together or not. So you know he's like, so give us the update. What's going on? And then the, the two of them like <laughs> like do this like fake drum roll like so like I'm thinking like. Wow, they're like really playful. Like maybe, maybe they're still together. But no, uh, you know, Jasmine is like, I'll let Mike answer. Mike says that they're no longer together, and that about two weeks after decision day, he told her this wasn't working. He felt like he wasn't getting anything from the relationship, and he wasn't getting the validation that he wanted and needed. And you know, he was thinking about like, what's really keeping me here? If I take away the fact that I'm married. I, I made these vows and my desire for a family. There just wasn't much for me to hold on to if I, you know, took those things out of it. Mm-hmm. So it's like ugh. we talked about last week that they weren't living together and that we felt that that was a going to be a big stumbling block. Yeah. And it just felt like that was that was the case like yeah literally like if you're not being forced they were being forced not well yeah forced to film filming is part of the process right and so they're living together they're filming they're together a lot right so if they stop filming and then they're not living together where they have to be taking initiative to see each other more than just oh we should have a date night once a week no y'all are married (laughs) so it's just like and you're fresh off of this experience. So this is your first time really getting alone time and really get like, this is should be the beginning of you really getting to know each other. And the fact that it was only, they, they only gave it two weeks. Like they apparently had a very nasty argument. Yeah. And Jasmina couldn't come back from that. So when he said like, let's end this, she wasn't going to put up a fight. Yeah, this was an interesting argument. Like, because uh, after like the reveal, they broke up. Kevin's like, uh, you know, did you think that she wanted to make it work? He says, you know, after decision day, I didn't really feel like she really wanted to even really try to make it work. And Jasmine says, well, I was giving, I, I felt I was giving more effort than he was. I texted him not, every day. Look, look I, she said, I'm not coming without receipts. Yeah, I text him <laughs> every day for a conversation. He planned one night to come over and visit me. But that's your that's your trying. I texted him every day. If somebody's that, not texting you back, how can you go further than that? But that's but it's got to be more than a text. Like I feel like well, abs- married, absolutely, they should have been living together. Is my point? Yes, but it's like I texted him. He didn't answer. Oh well, I'm gonna go to sleep. Night night. Maybe a call. Maybe a spontaneous drop in. I don't know. It, it's it's just the fact that people will say to us like you know. Well, you know, 
you know, people that date don't live together all the time. So how could mm-hmm. they just not date? But this, they were in this two month process of being around each other every single day. This was a step backwards. Like yeah. when you take a step backwards, you're just incentivized to keep going backwards. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Once you get that negative momentum, you're just going to keep going negative. Yeah. I can't believe uh, that's what I was stu- like. I literally, I was not surprised they're not together, but I was surprised that it only took two weeks. Yeah, we get to the uh, Jasmine says, you know, we had a nasty argument about him saying that I don't give any effort. And after that, when he called me and wanted to end it, I just said, okay, sure. And so Mm -hmm. he's like, well, if you thought that it was worth saving, just that one argument just made you give it up. And I'm like, like, Michael, you you (laughs) ended it. How you gonna get mad? Now, you are the one who initiated it. Was this like a test? Was he like (laughs) calling her and was like, yeah, I think it should be over. And then like, he just waits for her response. Like, no, no, no. I I really want to keep trying. I really want to keep doing this. And he's like, okay, cool. Like, I just want to make sure that you were still in. Like, that's what, that's what I felt like when he said, like, he was so offended that she just like, was like, oh, okay. Yeah. Like what? Like, it, it's like on euphoria, there was this quote from this most recent season. that was like, I was going to say no, but why would you say no? Right. <laughs> it was like, what are you talking about? It, it's like, he's upset. She didn't fight for it. So like, but why, but you ended it. I would understand this argument if she was the one that ended things and he'd be like, well, you weren't even, you didn't even want to try. But if yeah. you were, you were willing to have a conversation to say like, I'm not getting anything out of this. I think we're done. You're done. Yeah. So why would I, why would I even try and come back from that? It, it was, it was a, it was interesting. It just, it's more frustration from, from these two. Like they're both so frustrating. They uh, are. So like Mike was like, so why, if you had hope, why did you cut up? And Kevin's like, in one of Kevin's better moments of this reunion, he basically runs in and is like, listen, 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 listen. There was no hope. You were just a friend. You were always just a friend. And Jasmina cuts Kevin off. Okay. Mm-hmm. I, I, let's, let's make that clear. She, the queen of don't cut me off, cuts off Kevin and says, don't say that. Let's check your tone. <laughs> this tone. Okay. And, you know, she says, listen, I made it clear the whole time that I only felt friend vibes from him. And, you know, you know, no one knows if there could have been more. Kevin says, no, we do know because we saw it. <laughs> like, there was no more. Like, y'all were in the friend zone. Um, yeah. Shout out to uh, one of our guests this season, Sarah Carradine. Today is her birthday. Well, like, May 19th is her birthday. Happy birthday. Happy but birthday, she called Doc. it. She said that he would Jasmina had friend zoned him. Mm-hmm. So Jasmina says, you know, people are people are friends before a romance all the time. And you know, it only been two months. But then Mike's like, well, there's but in that two months, there's gotta be something should something should usually happen in that two months if you're dating. And then Jasmina's like, well, maybe for you, because you go off the physical first. I don't do that. As uh-huh. if like She's just above it all. Like, it's like, <laughs> and you know, I've always felt this about Jasmina, like this whole season that she is just a tad bit uptight and she's just a little too high on her own supply. It feels like a little bit. It's, uh, it's, uh, I, okay. I don't disagree. I don't. Wait, what does that mean? I don't disagree. I know. It's like a double negative. You, you I agree know. or you disagree? Okay. I don't agree. <laughs> oh, you don't agree, so you no, do disagree. I, I do understand. Okay, I do understand how people see that about her. It's just that I know 
Jasmina's. Like I know, like I said, I've been saying that this whole season. I've been saying that for the the twenty months that we've been podcasting about this season. That I could be friends with Jasmina. Like she reminds me so much of just like people that I would be around. Not that I'm high on my own supply, but I feel like. I do have, I have to have standards for myself, Jason. Um, I feel like that is a perception of um, a lot of women these days, especially when they have become successful, they're doing well for themselves on their own. And then the dating pool is trash. So it's like, we have to have a certain, there has to, I don't know. It, it it makes sense to me why she has reacted a lot of the ways, the ways that she has. But I see why you feel the way you feel. People have to meet criteria, is what you're saying. <laughs> Maybe on some sort of list. <laughs> no. um, yeah. Standards. They are standards. Yes. Uh, so Kevin says, well, you know, when you're feeling someone, there's just this natural feeling. And, you know, he asks, so where was that between y'all? And she says, well, I was so turned off by his behavior that first month. I just couldn't feel it. I couldn't get turned on. And, you know, even when we started communicating, I can't just turn it on from one day to the next. Uh, yeah. Kevin, you know, Kevin tells him, listen, man, when when she came down that aisle, you were obviously gobsmacked. You obviously like this said, this is wifey. But I just never felt like she was romantically into you at all. Like she is. <laughs> Kevin is like giving like <laughs> giving it to him straight, like yes. real straight. And she basically agrees. And she says, you know, I was always honest about that, though. She's like, maybe I even told him a little too much. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah, because you had friend zone him since the day you guys were married. You were in the friend zone. And Kevin's like putting it as plainly as possible. And then Jasmina goes into this like rant about how, you know, I don't even have I have no type. You know, all my friends are different. All my exes. All my exes are different. Yeah. yeah, all my exes are different. And then Kevin says, well, were you ever attracted to him? And she says, yeah, after our breakthrough, I kind of realized, you know, how great of a guy he was. So that did make me attracted to him. But she says, but I also, at the same time, I never got any, like, any validation from him. I never got any comments from him. Like, I would tell him, like, you look good today. But he never, like, gave that back to me. And Mike's like, huh? Literally that, it's not exactly, but it's what I've been trying to communicate to you. That that helps. If he had been telling her these, if he had been verbally like giving her reassurance that he is wants her, basically, that would help. Clearly, she was able to grow in her attraction for him once they were on a better page. But the fact that he was not, I mean, and his excuse, you can't romance somebody that doesn't want to be romanced. You can still put in some effort with. Listen. It's Mike, not one sided. I didn't know, like, much like the, I didn't know they weren't speaking at all for a month. I didn't know that he was never, like, even complimenting <laughs> her at all. Like, I didn't know that he wasn't doing that. Like, to us, he was like, yeah, I, I'd hold her hand. I'd get close to her. Like, I thought that he was him doing something. But for him not to even, like, okay. do the basic ish, like, hey, you look real <laughs> good today. Like, you know, I, that's a little far, Mike. Like, he took that. He took that, uh, I can't, like you said, I can't romance someone that doesn't want to be romantic. He took that a little too far. Literally. So, you know, and Mike, he doesn't, he doesn't dispute that. He's like, no, yeah, that's, that's, that's true. That's true. And yeah. Kevin's like, so, so even like at the one month, like you didn't tell her that she like looks amazing or anything. He's like, no. He's like, nope. He's like, what? 
And then, you know, my ghost is the whole like, you can't romance someone that wants me to romance. And she's always telling me that she's not feeling it. So if she's telling me that constantly, like, I'm not going to like want to be somebody that says that stuff to her. And they just, for the next about three minutes, <laughs> they just go on this back and forth. Of like, well, I can't do this if you don't do that. Well, I can't do that thing you said if you don't do that thing. So they just go into this circle for about three minutes and Kevin's just kind of watching them. Yes. Kevin's like, you know, here's the thing though. Like, y'all are like bickering like a couple right now. Like, y'all are sitting close to each other with like a couple right now. And this is where I said like, you know, Mike is like very far over. Mike is is over as far as he can go on his couch. Jasmina, interestingly, is the one that is choosing to sit close to Michael. He's not the one that ended it. Yeah, but he was only doing her dirty work. He was only doing what she was unwilling to do. Let's be real. Um, so yeah, Jasmina says, you know, and you know, but yeah, we're not a couple, but I like the place we're at as friends. Uh, and, you know, he is a he's a fantastic friend. Mm. Uh, Kevin asked uh, Jasmina, is she dating again? She's like, no, haven't gone on any dates. Uh, you know, I'm not really out searching for it. If it comes to me, it will come to me. Uh, Kevin asked Mike the same thing. Mike says, so Mike, uh, anyone pique your interest? Uh, been on any dates? He's like, no, haven't been on any dates. But Kevin says, so has anyone piqued your interest, though? He's like, I haven't been on any dates, Kevin. I'll, I'll keep saying that. So I go back and forth a couple of times, like, but I asked you, did anyone pique your interest? And he's like, I haven't been on any dates. And Jasmina's like, you know, her comedic relief stuff. She's like, no, he asked you if someone piqued your interest, not if you, you know, mm-hmm. liked anyone. And so he he eventually admits that, yeah, Someone has piqued his interest. Uh, so uh, Kevin but asked it's not me. Serious. It's not serious at all. If it was serious, you'd say that. I think there's somebody at home probably watching this reunion. It was like, oh, so you, so you trying that, to say, you're trying to say it's like, not serious? This was, this was three months ago. We serious now. <laughs> you're trying to say that you trying to say that I didn't pique your interest? Okay. Uh, uh, but yeah, so Kevin's like, so Jasmina, if he wants help from you, like in the with the dating, like would you would you give him help? And she's like, oh, I mean, if he wants me to, I'm down. But Mike says, no, that's okay. I have enough sisters. <laughs> right. He's like, I, I don't need help from like my ex-wife. Um, yeah, they they are interesting. They both contributed to the ending of this relationship. Yeah. Um, it's just that I can see her side a little bit more of it. Um, and so, I just, I don't know. The thing with Jasmina was. Ever since we found out that she had only been in like long distance relationships, like uh-huh. she had never had a non long distance relationship. Mm-hmm. I don't know what you would call that a short distance relationship. I don't know. <laughs> a uh, local. But yeah, local. <laughs> uh, that right there, and that started, I was like, oh, this, that's not good. Like you went from having no like physical contact every day to a marriage. Yeah. That's trouble. That's, that's trouble. So that right there got me thinking like maybe she's not used to normal relationship uh, routine. She's used to kind of sweet talk over the phone mm-hmm. and then add into that that Mike is giving basically giving her nothing from most of their relationship. Yeah. Uh, this was this thing was due. <laughs> it was. Um, yeah. I mean, we predicted it that they would not be together. Um, I'm at least glad that they're cordial. They can laugh. It's no, yeah. they're not there, there are those moments when they talk about things that you could see the hurt of just yeah. like, okay, I'm still, I don't, I'm still mad about that. But overall, they can at least be uh, friendly 
Yeah, we just won't bring up those things when we're doing our friend things together. We won't, right. We won't dive into the problems in our relationship. Yeah, we'll Let's just have this nice friends. we'll just have this nice banter back and forth like we do, this nice connection, this nice because they they have that great chemistry, which mm-hmm. all season we were like, Why can't you get it together? Because you obviously have this fantastic chemistry together. Right. But turns out it may just be friend chemistry. Yep, exactly. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. So where are we going next? What were the next couple that we went to? To Noy and Steve. So we go on a, on a lighter note. Yeah. So they come in color coordinating. Um, and we kind of just jump right into it. Noy, it, she she was really into the, the process. She said she would have made it work with whoever was there. And like for him, it did largely depend on who was at the end of the aisle. So he was glad it was her. And they get into like how she was the first to say to bring up love because she she said she was falling for him. But he was really the first one to say that he loved her. You know, semantic. she had had to bring that up. She brought up in the show, in the season. And then she had to like, let me be clear. This guy was all over me. He said he loved me first. I said I was maybe slowly. (laughs) <laughs> falling in love with you. I never said I was in love with him. And then he was all over me and told me that he loved me. Right. So then, you know, Kev asks, are y'all still married? And Steve's like, well, about that. And he's like, yeah. And he like turns her ring around because she had like turned it inward to kind of hide <laughs> the rock on her hand. Uh, so they are still married, which we, we predicted. Um, she hasn't taken his last name yet. She still don't know. She's still repping Moy, but she's not officially Noi Moy yet. Um, we they did officially move in together, but she did keep her apartment. So the way that they do it is they're like splitting their time. Majority of the time they stay at the same place, but sometimes they stay separately. They just it seemed like they kind of worked out a routine. Yeah, that was interesting. I was like, why? Why? Like, <laughs> I don't understand the six nights together, one night apart thing. Yeah, I, I was like, okay, sure. Y'all are weird, but okay. Yeah, <laughs> they just need that freedom. I don't know. They they could ask Dr. Pepper what what's her schedule. <laughs> um, so then they get into his job, right? And so Steve said what he what he did was he gave her like a timeline of when he would start applying for a job. Because Kev is like, there was a point. No, like after I had that conversation, noise stopped. Being yeah, all that's what, about and that's you. what we said. Like during yeah. the season, it was like, oh, it seems like that has not been an issue anymore. Right, right. And so Kev brings up like the after party scene about you know uh, 
Noi saying that she needs him to have at least 40K. And Noi's like, well, it's less about the number. It was just like, I want him to be stable. And Kev's like, Steve, what, what is your financial situation? Like, are you, what, what is it? And she's like, look, I, you know, I've made some early invest investments in crypto. I have early, I have other investments that I've made. So like, you know, I'm good, basically. Uh, Bitcoin recently tanked. So I wonder like what, what Steve's were for. It probably wasn't right big. I don't know. I feel like Steve probably knew something better, you know? Oh my gosh. <laughs> uh, so look, he basically, he's fine. Like we said, we knew yeah. Steve is not out here just making, you know, day to day, just trying to figure out where he's going to get his next dollar. Like, so, like he's being okay. paid out to be. But Steve, I got, I, we, we got to call you out, man. Like, why didn't you make that like abundantly clear in every way that you could. Like, I feel like that- he was still trying to build trust with her. He's not about to come out and be like, "Look, girl, I have, I'm good. Like, what you're is- good." What do you think she was like a gold digger? Like, I don't want to let her know like how much money I got because like then she just wants to stay <laughs> because of my money. Like, maybe I- no, no. Like, I think I can look at Noy and be like, "That's not, that's not who Noy is." Noy is just a extremely paranoid person who wants. Now to know- that we know Noy. But he was two months. They were just getting to know each other. Whatever. Like, I, I feel like after like a month, and I know you. Like that's well when enough. she stopped complaining about it. Mm, okay, a week. Once they knew each other better. No, when she a first week. starts, like when she first starts with this, like I don't feel financially secure. I'd be like, look, I'll roll up my bank account on this app, and I'll just show you real quick what I got. We're fine. Chill out. Relax. That was all it needed to happen. She went yes. so far overboard with it that I would have just been like, "Look, just here it is. Like that, this is what it is. Let's can we can we drop this now?" But he just kept stringing it out, like not showing her what she needed to see by keeping it like. And you, we say, like you said, it's been it's been two months. Like he doesn't want to reveal her bank account. The same token, it's been two months. I don't, I don't really know this man. Like he's like, <laughs> he got this, but how do I know? And he's refusing to show. So. Okay, a little crossover, right? 90 Day Fiance. Mm-hmm. For those of y'all that watch it, right? This guy on there, Bilal, he refused to show his uh, prospective wife mm-hmm. anything about him. His house, his cars, anything. He would he would FaceTime this woman against a blank wall because he did not want her to know that he had money. Okay. It's a lot more complicated than that, but I'll leave it at that. They, yeah, that's the basics. And then she comes over to America and he pranks her and makes it seem like they live in this quote unquote house. prank. Yeah, quote unquote prank. That they live in this dilapidated house. What if that was that situation, right? Like Steve's like, I got it. I'm fine. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. And then she comes, rolls up this dilapidated house that was real. And it was real. But both of these situations, they're fine. But what if they weren't? What if Steve wasn't? I it just I don't. She can't I, know that. <laughs> she can't. She's only well, taking man's I'm so word. glad that you are a Nori truther. I'm not a Nori um, truther. She was over. She was overreacting, over paranoid. Yes, yes. all of that. But and he she, wasn't doing enough to make her feel secure. I right. get that. She did have somewhat of a point, but like a lot of these people, they took it too far. Like yes. she, she was pretty much calling him a bum. Like she mm-hmm. could have said, I'm not, I don't know, like, you know, I don't know what the situation is. Instead, she basically called him a bum 
and just had no zero trust in him. But he needed to be a little more forthcoming. Yes, I, I do agree with that. Yes. Um, so she tells Kev, look, I feel comfortable now. I fully trust everything he's telling me because everything that he's told me thus far, it matches up to what is the truth. So um, she's like, I fully trust everything he, um, he's telling me. And then they joke that they're pregnant with triplets. Once Kev asks about the kid's situation, but she's not pregnant. Um, there is some flex for her now with the number of kids. Like she's willing to give or take one <laughs> rather than just being hard set on three kids. Uh, but they do want to start have, having kids in the next year. So they're ready yeah, to hop it on like, it. It feels like Noi has like fixed a lot of her issues like in the time since. They didn't mention they were going to counseling. So I do wonder if like, yes. that's doing a lot for, for her. Uh, that's what they, they need. They need help uh, communicating with each other. So I, I could imagine if all the couples were in counseling, it would it would would have really helped. If only there was some sort of like people there that, that are like trained experience. or yeah. qualified some, like, or some, some like some pros or what else do you call those things? Like like oh experts. professionals. Yeah, if only they had <laughs> some some experts there to help them navigate no. these twists and turns. Not at all. They have to go seek other counseling after the experience just to be to get on the the right page because they they are the obviously they are like. You know, we predicted they were going to probably be our like boring couple of the season because things are just going to work out so well. But we obviously got some conflict throughout the season. But now they are the most solid. Yeah, like they're the star couple uh, yeah. of the season. It turns out, and I wonder, like, <laughs> I wonder how like Dr. Pepper, Dr. Rihanna, Pascal, how like how open they are to these people after the experience or the experiment, mm-hmm. or they're just like, uh, lose my number, we're done. Oh, you think they ever had it? <laughs> Well, yeah, true. Like, or if they want to just be like, "Hey, Pastor Cal, I want to, uh, who was this, Steve? Yeah, you, you were last season. Who? Uh, get off my phone, right, Steve? <laughs> he's yeah. like from Married at First Sight. Married, there's a lot, there's a lot of Steve's Married at First Sight. Steve. You, I, gotta, you gotta help me out. Which season? Like, I have a lot of projects going on. What's Married yeah. at First Sight? <laughs> there's a lot of Steves in my world. Yeah. Um. So then we get some unseen footage with Sriracha and Steve and basically Sriracha pressing Steve on his plan like Sriracha's like you need to get your stuff together like what what are you doing because like if you're not you, you don't have a plan in mind like Noi needs you to to be secure and so basically it was like Sriracha coming as a concerned sister uh to Noi that uh Steve needs to get his stuff together and so um Sriracha ends up coming out at the reunion Red hair, blue dress. Uh, Sriracha thinks that their marriage is cute. It's really cute. Cute. It's cute. <laughs> it's very cute. Um, and she said, like, but I feel like they still don't know each other, know each other. Like, you know, they know each other surface level, but they don't know each other like a married couple would know each other, like getting deeper. But they're but they're getting there. That they're in counseling. They're working on. Um, and Sriracha is very happy for them, and her advice is. Uh, say how you feel and even if you're not yelling about something still don't think that you're not being condescending and I love how Steve immediately was like say how you feel is for Noi and don't be condescending is for me <laughs> like, he like it was like somebody brought him it was like somebody brought him this food order like oh yep the condescending is me <laughs> and the lady ordered a side of uh, doesn't speak her feelings that's, that's us exactly. yep thank you uh, <laughs> 
And I did like how Sriracha put it because I do see Steve doing that. Like, I can see mm-hmm. Steve, like, talking to Noi in that kind of, like, tone of, like, yeah. okay, now see that we shouldn't have done that. That was wrong. But Noi needed that sometimes. Like, she acted right. like a little child. So he spoke to her like a little child. Yeah, right. Um, Kev brings up how people, a lot of people on social media like Sriracha, have been talking about Sriracha. Sriracha is not surprised. <laughs> Honey, that was, it was always that. Right, always. Why can't we get, why can't we get Sriracha on uh, Drag Race? Like, why right. Oh my gosh, that would be amazing. Um, and so then they, they, like, I thought they were going to end on that note, but they ended on, like, Noise family, and um, like, they asked Sriracha to leave, and they get into how, like, Noi, how what she talked about like with her mom throughout the season and basically just pointed out that like thinking about her mom and raising her uh how that has helped her marriage because she thinks about how like she wants to be in a better place than like what she saw as a as a child so it kind of that that felt like awkward placement (laughs) with their segment because like why don't you just end with sriracha being there and then move on so we saw we saw Sriracha was the only guest in the reunion. Did you did you have any other people you really wanted to see besides Sriracha? I think it would have not been a nice appearance to see Katina's mom, just because we didn't get any uh, of her perspective uh, beyond like early in the marriage. Um, I was surprised we didn't get one of Michael's sisters. Yeah, I really would have liked Mike, one of Mike's sisters, probably the main sister that was chiming in most of the season. To kind yeah. of to kind of get a a view of how she feels about how Jasmina treated Mike now that it's all over, right? So it, I would have, it would have been unfiltered, yeah. Yeah, I would imagine from her perspective uh, that Mike was done wrong, right? That's just how sisters are, like, or how yeah. siblings are in general. Uh, so that would have been interesting. I mean, yeah, that maybe Lindsay, Lindsay's dad. Oh, to talk crap about his daughter. <laughs> I'm on Mock's side. Yeah, no, I told Mock early on to get out. I told him. <laughs> right. I told him as a cop, Octor on the corner, and get yeah. his butt out of there. But he didn't listen to my advice. Now he's regretting it, don't you, Mock? Right. Um. So yeah, that that was their uh, their segment. I'm very happy for Noy and Steve. I if they do continue couples cam because I feel like they've canceled it. I'm not sure. Um. I would hope to see them on there, but until then. Noy and Steve, yeah. Uh, what well, I, I mean, like I watch like, couples cam at a distance anyway. It's, uh, like, like it's, it's on, do other stuff. Couples cam is already a little boring, <laughs> which may be right. Oh, absolutely. So, <laughs> right. you know, I don't know. But like, you I'll know, keep I, put them on social media. I will once they unlock their Instagrams, I will follow yeah. Steve. Um, you follow Steve, not Noy. <laughs> you don't want to find out the nitty gritty about Noy and Steve's relationship. No, from, I probably would follow Noy if she's if she like doesn't have me blocked. Um, I will follow Noy and because I'm sure she posts more than Steve. Yeah, so like, uh, I wonder if they're going to touch more on the social media aspect of Noy in the next part of the reunion because they didn't talk about it at all mm-hmm. uh, here with Kevin. Yeah, I would imagine it's probably like an experts uh, meeting type of. A thing anyway. Right, probably. So yeah. Last but not least. Certainly not least, because this was this was a very explosive segment. Uh talking about Mark and Lindsay. Mark the shark and Lindsay the bigger shark. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Uh so they come out, uh, you know, kept talking about you guys were really promising at first with your relationship, it, with your wedding. The wedding was nice. We get flashbacks to the wedding and the honeymoon. 
um, you know, we get to, <laughs> so we uh, we get Kevin talking to Lindsay saying, you know, you had a lot of like references about you had a lot of things where you said that you were going to be out. Like you said, you were out many times during the season. So we get a montage of all times. Lindsay mm-hmm. on the uh, up close face cam said that she was out. I'm done. Mm-hmm. I'm done. Uh, and you know, she, she's, Lindsay says, you know, I got two sides of Mark all the time. You know, I got the side of, uh, off camera Mark. Where he was on his phone all the time. He was very pessimistic. And then I got on camera Mark, who was, you know, mock the shock. Like he was putting on, basically saying he's putting on a front for the cameras. Yeah. Mark, Mark says, you know, yeah, in the beginning, I was on my phone a lot, but then I realized how much it bothered her. And I really put in a lot of effort to try to stop doing it, you know, as much as I was, you know, for her sake. Uh, then Kevin asks, Mark, you seem like a really outgoing guy. Why couldn't you like just kind of laugh off some of the things that Lindsay was saying? Mark says, you know, from the beginning, he noticed that her personality was a lot and he didn't want to, he didn't want to do a whole lot of battling back and forth. So he would just walk away to avoid just trading bars back and forth just to hurt each other because that's all that they would be doing was hurting each other. Uh, Kevin asks if, you know, each of them can own up to their parts in uh, both their arguments. Uh, Lindsay says, uh, you know, there was things I wish uh, you know, I wouldn't have said, but, you know, you got to learn from it and just move forward. But that's kind of, the thing. She never learned from she, it. She never learned. She kind of passively took a little blame was just like, ah, but what are you going to do? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, never said, you know, she, she just kind of like was like, yeah, it's fine. Whatever. Uh, Mark, Mark says, you know, there are times where I feel like I could have spoke up, but, uh, you know, after everything we went through, I think we're both better people for it. I don't know about that. Uh, mm-hmm. Kevin asks, you know, why if 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 everything was so toxic and so bad about your relationship, why did you guys, you know, say yes on decision day? Uh, Lindsay says, that, you know, it felt like they were, the, you know, even after even through all the trials and tribulations, it felt like they were a team, and that you know that's part of what she wanted. I wanted somebody to be a team with. Mm-hmm. And Mark Mark says, you know, you know, <laughs> the last week, uh, I really saw a glimpse of what of how good it could be. Mark, and, that's not enough. One out of eight weeks. And Mark says, you know, in the past, I, I let things go and then I regretted it later. And, you know, I knew with Lindsay being who Lindsay is that if I said no, there would be no going back if I realized that I made a mistake and wanted to get back together. Which is like, Mark, like, no, bro. Like, that's not good enough. Like, I knew she wouldn't take it back if I wanted to come back. So I just felt like I had to say yes. And mm-hmm. I saw seven days out of, uh, you know, 56 that were good. So I figured, why not? That's what I felt like. Yeah. It, I, yeah, the why not um, perspective is not great, especially with a marriage. Yeah. Like, I feel okay. like you just, you shouldn't settle. Um, but, you know, it, I, I felt like Kevin had that, that, that was a valid question. Like nobody thought that they should be saying yes. Nobody. Especially Mark. Yeah. Uh, so Kevin asked a question. It, it feels it feels like throughout this whole pre-talk, it already felt like we know where this is going. Like the body language is awful. Like they yeah. might as well have been sitting on two different couches. Exactly. So Kevin asked, So are you guys still married? Are you Lindsay, are you still Mrs. Shark? Lindsay says, Absolutely not. <laughs> like emphatic, yeah. no. Yeah. Mark's like, yeah, just no, we're not married anymore. Uh, Kevin asks what happened. Mark says, uh, after decision day, they worked on the house, working on his grandmother's house, and we got into this fight, and she made a bunch of threats towards me. 
And, you know, we made it through, uh, through a month after that, but then we got more and more fights and we had some of the worst arguments that I've ever had in my life. Lindsay <laughs> he says, uh, you know, well, he kept saying that he had doubts and he was unsure if he really wanted to be with me. And he's saying all this, you know, the day that I gave up my apartment. So I was like, what are, what am I supposed to do about with, with this? I don't have anywhere to go anymore. And he threatened to change the locks on her and to charge her rent. And she was so shocked that he was so cold and so mean after everything she did to support him. And he's like, Lindsay, you tell every story so wrong. He got so <laughs> mad. He was like, you give no context. Don't tell any story accurately. He's like, every week we would have a fight. He would go through it for my throat every single time. Uh, and that, that made me just say, I'm out. Hmm. So Which, Kevin, like, rightfully so. I feel like she's Mark, doing such a like she's trying so hard to paint Mark as this guy, that this awful guy that he's not. Yeah, and Mark, it's like, how like, does he put up with that? But Mark, the writing was on the wall. Literally, like, it, was in, it was in big red blood letters. Mm-hmm. Get out! Like, don't do this. But you're. <laughs> dumb self decided no i'm gonna give it a shot I'm gonna give it a chance maybe she's changed why would you think he was under the same like trans that uh Alyssa was on where she couldn't remember the whole experience mark couldn't remember the previous seven weeks so he mark said said, yes. oh, this is an eight-week experiment but they're telling me that decision is tomorrow it's only been a week weird right? <laughs> Uh, so Kevin asks, "So what was the last straw, Mark? What 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 was the last straw?" So Mark says, "Well, it was a fight over Instagram, and she started making these crazy threats, getting in my face, talking about how she would take this from him, take that from him, and you know he was he was so shaken by it, and he doesn't do well with confrontation, and you know I've been bullied since I've been a little kid, and she's probably the worst bully I've ever had, which is like that was such a powerful statement, it was just yeah. like." That that just tells you how over the top uh, Lindsay is, and how damaged Mark is. Mm-hmm. How, how he's like comparing her to childhood bullies, right? Like you are literally triggering these awful memories that he's had. Like that's how toxic this relationship has become, and she doesn't see it. Not at all. Kevin even asked her, like, so Lindsay, like, yeah, you did all these things for him, but you do realize that you're like a fire starter, right? Like you set you set stuff on fire, like with your words yeah. and your actions. And she's and she's just like, mm-hmm, yeah, I know. And she says, Well, he's Kevin says, Well, do you think that was fair to Mark? And she's like, Yeah, I do. She's like, I told <laughs> the experts that I needed someone that was going to stand up to me and say, uh-uh, don't do that. And she feels like she got that from Mark. And I was, I stopped. I was like, I said, is that Girl. what she got? Right. I don't think that's what she got. <laughs> Not like, at you all. Pretty, you pretty much bulldozed him at almost every turn. When he tried to stand up to you, all you did was get mad, storm out. Like, I just, I don't get where she's coming from with this at all. First of all, to say that I needed someone to stand up to me and say, uh-uh, like, like you're a little child. Right. Like, like what is what is that, Lindsay? Like, that's not something you should be looking for in a mate. Mm-hmm. That's something you need to fix within yourself before you find a mate. Don't look for a mate that's going to quote unquote stand up to you and tell you no. That's such a weird thing to just walk around with and say that that is part of you. Yeah, like I everything she was saying, I was just like, 
just rolling my eyes because it was just like stop just give it up yeah just, and she felt like she got that from him. i don't feel like she got that from him at all like at all Mark, when, Mark when was kind ever of, giving that he's kind of silently resigned most of the times and was just like he would stand in his refrigerator and go oh god yes and just deal with it most of the time mm-hmm. and when he did you just screamed at him and stormed out of the the, the room and told him you were done on the yep. couple of times he did try to stand up to you but whatever yep. so Lindsay says you know be, right before decision day he told me you know we were going to make this work forever and that you know it was me him and the cats so he wouldn't split the cats up he's like I didn't realize that it only meant for seven days so I helped him finish the grandma's house and redo the whole thing Kevin asked her if he if she feels seven like seven days sorry what renovation are you <laughs> completing in seven days yeah so <laughs> kevin asked her like so do you feel like mark just used you for like helping to finish the house she's like yeah i feel like he i feel like he did and my thing is like okay i'm pretty sure this quote-unquote renovation is something that you forced upon mark in the first place yeah and mark probably would just prefer to live in the house as his grandmother left it like every single thing literally grandma we, left it. we so saw the conversation like grandma's embrace <laughs> Yes, we saw the conversation where he wanted to live there and he's just fine with how things are, were. And she's like, oh, I already have all the list of stuff I want to change. That was her. Ugh. And so, oof. And so Lindsay, right? She's actually, I wrote down something that I wanted to say because sometimes I get flustered. Hmm. I, I don't think I've ever seen a situation where Lindsay gets flustered, but okay. So I just want to read this because it's something I wrote down to talk, to tell to Mark. I'm going to read this as you know, close to verbatim as possible. Mm. Uh, she says, it's always my heart's desire when I leave a work situation, a friendship, or a relationship to be able to make something better. And I truly believe I made your life better. And I was able to support you through your job loss. I, refin- I, re- I refinished your three-family home and left it in better shape than it has been in, in years. I cleaned out two generations of clutter. I helped support you during your loss of home and pet and encouraged you to pursue new job opportunities that have you now earning your highest salary of your life. I gave you the Lindsay effect and the Lindsay magic. (laughs) I can't say that my life is better from knowing you. And I don't think you brought much to the table because you aren't other focused. I'm glad that the magic of Lindsay was given to you. And I hope that you can take that and be generous to somebody else because it's through giving that we actually receive. I'm so glad you wrote that down because I I I probably wrote three lines from it because I just couldn't. I could I could not. She is the worst kind of person (laughs) who takes a tally of all the things that you've done for a person and then chooses to throw it back in their face when things just didn't work out. Like if you're doing it out of the kindness of your heart then that doesn't, you don't have to throw it back. Who's keeping count? Who's keeping tally of all, she literally named every single thing that she felt was a good deed that she did to him or did for him that he did not ask. And But she's like, I did all these things for you and you weren't grateful. It's just like, what is wrong with you? An egomaniac does that with a savior. Complex. Absolutely. That's, oh my God. That's what she is. And that's what she, I could not believe it. So I heard this whole thing. And I had to rewind it and get it line by line. 
because it was just too it was too crazy to be real. I was like, yes. how are you doing it? How with a straight face are you doing this? Literally. I don't <laughs> I don't get it. I don't understand. It's just this is a this is a, a person of another level. Yes. That we've seen before. I wanted I want to hope that she's doing this for flair and the dramatic. I don't but know. I kind of feel like this is Lindsay. Yeah. I I feel like we can tell when people are putting on the show. Like they're like this is I feel like this is her. I feel like we've never gotten any other version of her. Like even off when it's like the little like camera, the sneaky camera in the in the apartment, we've never gotten a different version of her. This is her. That's so sad. Through like, and through. <laughs> wow. So like, and she she like she presented it in such a like professional manner. It was like it was bizarre and surreal. And just Mark's face throughout this whole thing. He's just like he's sitting there just smoldering. This is like, I can't believe I'm sitting through this. Like, Mark's a better man than a lot of people yes. because he would, a lot of people would have just stopped right there. Like, I don't want to hear this nonsense. Like, mm-hmm. walked off, did whatever. But it's, it's a, it's, it's a special person for someone to do something like that. And I hope Lindsay yeah. gets the help that she needs. Please. <laughs> so Kevin, you know, asked Mark what he thinks about what she said. Uh, Mark says, well, I didn't know we were writing stuff down. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, Lindsay was a was a part of a lot of things, a lot of good things that happened in a positive way. But at the end of the day, all the negative things don't get washed away. And the fights and the threats will outweigh the relationship and where it could have gone because they did have that core and they did have that mutual helping. But they also had the explosive triggers that blew up uh, when they were on a good path. It's right there succinct like sum up of the problem and of the yeah. relationship so yeah that was that was good for mark to really distill that down into the base problem yes <laughs> uh, and kevin remarks you know there have been a lot of couples before that were explosive but uh you know in a lot of those situations the good outweighed the bad and asked like so why couldn't that have happened here Lindsay says uh well he's just so focused on the opinions of the other men that he didn't care about like the f- my feelings or my opinions of him as his wife. And she feels like Mark is influenced by his peers and wants to be liked and respected too much. Uh, Mark says the fights just made it extremely unhealthy. So that's what, you know, pretty much made him determine that this was not worth it. Yeah. Uh, too much negativity, too many triggers for him, which is understandable. Very understandable. And for Lindsay to just, Lindsay came like loaded both barrels with every single thing she could use to cut Mark down here. Like she came in here to make a point to make a show, mm-hmm. and which makes me wonder, like makes me want to wonder like who, I mean, it seems like Mark did probably actually end the relationship. And it feels like she's probably took that really personally. Like how dare he? Yeah. You're break up with me. Right. You're the loser. That doesn't have a job. Ugh. Look at all these things I did for you. Look at this list I've been keeping. So she came, you know, loaded with both barrels to really give it to him, to really try and embarrass him even more than she already has uh, just throughout the season. Yes. Uh, So Kevin, you know, Kevin wants to get the update from Lindsay. So what have you been up to since, uh, you know, you guys broke it off? 
Uh, she reveals that she moved to California, started a great job there. Uh, Kevin says, so did you, you feel like you need to move away to close like the Mark chapter of your life? She says, actually, I want to move further away from my family. Uh, and you know, uh, she wants to move to somebody with good weather and with no one depending she on her. She functions better further away from her family. Yeah, which I think Lindsay probably functions better further away from just humans. <laughs> Anybody who knows her. <laughs> yeah, Lindsay says, uh, and you know, also I moved there because I really value intellect. There are a lot of great intellects there. Uh, so Kevin, Kevin, which I felt like he was really like grasping at straws here. Mm-hmm. Kevin's like, was that a dig at Mark? I didn't really think at first it was a dig at Mark, but Lindsay pretty much turned it into a dig at Mark. It, I thought it was. I mean, Did it's you? like, it's as if I'm sitting here saying like, you know, I enjoy podcasting with someone who is like, who's like, you know, women are great to podcast with. Like, you know, I, I can relate to them so much. And, you know, it's just so fun podcasting with women. Then it's I agree. like, I only podcast with women. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> Chappelle needs to hear that. Um, so it's like, it, it, it is a very indirect dig, but it's Lindsay is petty. So it's like, that obvious, like she's like, there's better pickings out there. There, you know, I'm I'm looking for an intellect. It's obviously a dig at Mark. I I guess I just felt like Kevin was like really trying to pick at it. it was like, oh, was that was that was that directed at Mark? I really want to <laughs> really want to get that. Was that Let's was that Mark? Deeper. And she says she she says not really, but she does say, well, yeah, Mark. And because Kevin explains like, well, it just seems like when well, you say that it's you know kind of directed to saying that Mark doesn't have intellect. Do you mm-hmm. feel that way? She's like, yeah, Mark doesn't have intellect. It's like, whoa, come on, yeah. Lindsay. Like, <sighs> my gosh. She's like, yeah, he doesn't have any intellect. She's like, and, you know, I'm really smart and quick-witted, and I need a man that is smart and intelligent, and that's why I really like engineers. Uh, and, you know, Kevin asked her. She, yeah. Kevin asked her if he's been dating, she's, and she confirms, yes, I've been dating. And he was so generous, romantic, and smart. Now, that is a dig at Mark. <laughs> yes. I think it's just continued digs at Mark. Yeah. So Mark says, uh, you know, I'm just focused on work right now. Not really worried about dating. Um, thinking of taking new opportunities. He tells us he passed a firefighter test, which was interesting. Yeah. That seems to be a big uh, married first sight uh, job. Right. Um, <laughs> Kevin asks, uh, Kevin asks him if they'll be friends after this. And then he says, she has no desire to have him in her life. If I was Mark, I'd be like, great. Mark, you know, Mark always trying to keep it positive. Mark's like, well, uh, okay, that's fine. You said that, but I mean, I said it to you before. I'll say it to you again. I wish you the best of luck in whatever yeah. you're doing. Mark's trying to keep it classy here. And that was pretty much the end of their their, their segment. Okay. Uh, yeah. I'm happy, I'm happy for Mark that, he's, that he can move on from this because that would have been nothing but continued toxicity within his relationship. Why was he torturing himself? He should have been out no idea. months ago. Mark's just too nice. Too nice. Um, but we did get the next time on. Uh, Alyssa's feeling attacked. Uh, Elijah Wan says, like, she always points a finger at herself. Or she always points a finger at other people, never at herself. And it made it seem like he was talking about I Katina. I don't but think that's about that was I think that's about Lindsay or Alyssa. I want to say Lindsay. I don't think, or you think him and Lindsay have had it out? Maybe, possibly. Uh, I think, I think they, you know, in that group setting, so may have asked Elijah Wine, like, so what do you think, you know, was the problem with Lindsay and Mark? Because uh-huh. he seems like he seems to really defend Mark 
when Mark needs to. That's true. Yeah, he does tell Lindsay at the end of the uh, previews, like you, you do need to give Mark an apology because he was a good man to you. Um, yeah. So I think he might be talking about Lindsay there. And I mean, it's kind of a, it's a hard truth for him to say, but I think it's the truth. Like, yeah, he's maybe just giving, you know, like Elijah Wan does, he's yeah. giving the hard truth that people need to know about right. themselves. <laughs> right. Uh, Alyssa's like, I know it's become a joke, but I am, I really am a good person. Uh, and then we do get a shot of Mark crying. So we are going to get yeah. deeper into that, uh, their relationship, but I'm, I'm sure excited. Lisa's gonna dig the knife in deeper, I think. Yeah. Uh, and like That's I said, earlier, especially she she does better with an audience. Well, not yeah. better, but she goes in harder with an audience. Yeah. And like I said, Lindsay and Alyssa are like are too alike to hate each other as much as they do. Yeah. Um. Because you know, if you if you have to say something like "I am smart and quick witted," like Lindsay said here in this episode, and Alyssa is always with the "I'm a good person." Yeah. That probably means that you're probably not that thing you say you are. Right. Exactly. Why with the "I'm a great man." As you said, like a few weeks ago. Yeah, we yeah. and we did get a preview of the next season. Uh, we got some sound bites, and someone's going to get COVID, so a wedding's going to be delayed. Um, and uh, it starts July sixth, so that is the San Diego season. Yep, we'll so have, can't we, wait for that one. We have uh, probably less. Uh, if we get a where are they now special, we might get just over a month off <laughs> from Married at First Sight, right? Um, so yeah, that's it. And I'm excited to talk about part two. I never thought I'd be excited for part two, but, um, Jason, what are you up to these days? Uh, you can find me over on post show recaps talking about this is us. The final season we are in the home stretch. We have only one episode left of the series. Uh, so I'm over there with Marissa Garza over on post show recaps, talking about that. Come over and join us. It's great, uh, having, guys. Go listen. Yeah, Asia caught up. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. she said it's good. She didn't say it's great. <laughs> it's okay. great. It's wonderful. Uh, okay. All right. Okay. <laughs> uh, so that's where I am right now. You can also check me out on the upcoming episode of Crime Scene, uh, the uh, true crime podcast uh, brought to you by two of our guests uh, from this season, Mari Forth and Sarah Carradine. A fantastic podcast. And we had so much fun talking about such a serious uh, topic as the Netflix documentary, Our Father. Uh, We had a blast. That's going to be out, uh, I think, this coming Tuesday. So check that out. Anything else you can find uh, that I'm doing, I'll talk about on my Twitter at J-A-Y-R-1085. Asia, what are you up to? Yeah, so y'all can follow me on Twitter at Asia like Asia, A-Y-S-H-A like A-S-I-A. Um, right now, just talking about Married at First Sight, of course. Um, and then if you want to check out my other coverage of Love, uh, Love is Blind and the Ultimatum, just subscribe to this feed. It's hopefully, wherever you found this podcast is on the Love at First Sight feed. Um, I'll also be joining uh, Taryn and uh, one or two others to talk about The Circle. Um, so we will be talking about the, the, the next four episodes that did drop this week. So I guess it's the third drop of episodes um and some we're gonna have some fun with that uh so yeah if y'all thank y'all for sticking with us uh we will be back next week and then we will have bonus coverage so stay tuned for that so as long as you subscribe to the feed then you will see the podcast when it drops so until next week bye step into the world of power loyalty 
and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, overprohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, prohibited by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing. The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.